Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Anime Dine-In. Today we have anime and video game YouTuber Jaden Day Zero. On this episode we talk about playing music and playing the guitar, watching psychological anime, as well as going deeper into his YouTube content and talking about the Yandere character type. If you like this episode, please make sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe, and review wherever you're listening. We're on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Spotify. Also, you can follow the show on Instagram at AnimeDinein and Twitter at DinePod for updates. And as always, we are always looking for guests on the show, so if you'd like to be a guest, please hit up my website at AnimeDinein.com and check the contact page. Lastly, this week's episode does contain spoilers for Tokyo Ghoul Re, Beck Mongolian Chop Squad, and Overlord. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Jay. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Good, good. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about... Oh, first of all, welcome to the show, and I'm so glad you're here today. Um, so thank you for doing that. Uh, so mm-hmm. the first thing that I want to get into today is uh, what you uh, what shows are you currently watching? Uh, right now, I'm watching Goblin Slayer, Gridman, Tokyo Ghoul Re, which is actually, I don't know if that actually just came out recently, but I'm trying to catch up on that and reincarnated as a slime. Okay. So you said the, the Tokyo Ghoul Re, is that the, that's the third season, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what was the last one reincarnated as a slime? Yep. Okay, how is that one going? I've seen a lot of like meme memes on that show, but I haven't had a mm-hmm. chance to check that out yet. Um, are you enjoying that so far? Oh yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Um, have you ever seen Overlord? Yes. Yeah. So it's the premise is kind of the same thing. Um, it's a, a person gets stuck in another world. I forgot what what do they call it? Ishikai or something it's like that. It's like yeah, it's like it's uh isekai, yeah, yeah. Isekai, yeah. yeah. Something like that. And basically the guy becomes like the super overpowered character that no one can kill and stuff, but it's cool because, you know, he uses his powers to do normal stuff, I guess. And it's pretty interesting. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> so he's a overpowered slime. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Because slimes can't, like, bleed or anything like that. So, yeah. Huh. It's pretty cool. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. Is it more so Is it more so comedy? Or is it just... Or is it still, like, more of a serious tone? Well, I guess it would be comedy. I mean, a slime? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of, like, you know, opi jokes and stuff like that. Okay. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I can definitely imagine. Does that, like, kind of get into the... Uh, harem territory uh it actually surprisingly it does not go into like haremish territory at all um there is like one main focal um you know girl that he likes or the slime likes but that's not like till later and it doesn't really turn into a harem or anything it's just like instances of him going to like places and him going to like uh, one of those bars with a lot of girls and stuff like that. So it's just little scenes like that, but nothing harem. Thank God, because <laughs> yeah. that would have ruined the show for me, honestly. Uh, is okay. So is harem. So like, in, in, okay. So I guess unless a show specifically markets itself as a harem style anime, is would that be more okay for you than a show that's like doesn't that where it just kind of blindsides you with the haremness and just kind of makes it makes it into that i mean yeah yeah okay 
Um, and then you said you're also watching Tokyo Ghoul. Um, are you enjoying mm-hmm. that show? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I've from what I've heard, it's like uh, it's way different from the manga. Well, obviously, it, it it's going to be because you know they have restrictions as how long they can do the show and stuff like that based on the manga. But I mean, personally, I've never actually got into the manga, so I, I'm actually enjoying it. Although there's a lot of plot holes because, you know, if you don't read the manga, you don't know the whole story. So it kind of left off, for, didn't really left off from season two. So I'm kind of like, I don't know, like Wait. wondering what happened here and there and stuff. So it continued from season two or did you say that it just did something completely different from? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's weird, because after, in season two, um, like, that stuff, I don't know if I should spoil well, I'm Technically, everybody's already seen it at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and spoil it. I'll just say in the intro whatever the sh- spoilers are, so it's all good. Go for it. Yeah, like, at the end of season two, you know, um, if you've seen it, it's like yeah. Kaneki um, holding his best friend um, wasn't really confirmed. I don't know if, was was he confirmed dead or not? I didn't really say don't know um but yeah so they they so they did like the whole attack on the cafe and then right and then uh he got hurt yeah i don't know so so yeah if, I don't, <laughs> okay well I no so idea. well i i haven't seen any of this new season so i'm just kind of mm-hmm just going based off what I read or hear. So if mm-hmm. d- does that character show up in the new season? What I think his name is Hide or something. Yeah. Hide, Hide. That's right. Um, as far as I'm aware of, um, he does do like, um, cameos in a sense that Kaneki like remembers him and stuff. And he talks to him and, as though he was dead. So based on that, I'm assuming he's dead, although it's not really confirmed, but I think they turned him into ghoul from the hints i've gotten that's not certain but i'm pretty sure people who've read the manga knows so i have no idea okay it's pretty good so far yeah yeah okay yeah i mean i i've only seen up to uh the second season and i watched all of that but i know it deviated a lot from the manga and i think like from what i've heard like some people were uh kind of upset about it because there's a lot of a lot of detail and stuff that goes into the manga. But for me, mm-hmm. just like you, you know, I've only seen the show. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, totally understandable. Yeah. 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 Um, what was the other one you were watching? Uh, Gridman and Goblin Slayer. Okay. Yeah. Goblin Slayer is another one that I've been seeing around, um, mm-hmm. like the memes and stuff. Is that a, so is that a comedy or is that more of a fantasy? Because from what it looks like, the screenshots <laughs> and the stuff, it's like, it seems like it's supposed to be silly, but I can't tell. No, Go- Goblin Slayer. So, because I've only been catching up with a dub. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't really been watching the sub. So, but based on the dub, um, so far, it's like really serious and brutal and there is there are some funny moments but it gets like cut off and then becomes like super gory and serious so it's more of a serious dark themed show but it kind of gets lighter um after you get past the first episode it just it's not as dark as it would seem so i don't know if it's going to change later on or something like that okay 
Interesting, because like the like I'll see like the screen captures post, and it's like, is there a mm-hmm. goblin here? No, and then turns around and walks away, and it's like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah, he's like that. Like I, I think that's probably the his appeal or the funny part of his character is just that he doesn't care anything but goblins. So, but yeah, it's pretty cool though. Okay. Uh, so if it's more like more of a serious tone and I know, mm-hmm. you know, you're also watching Tokyo Ghoul, uh, with the types of animes that anime series that you watch, is that more of what you're drawn to kind of like the, more of the darker, uh, style of genres and things like that? Yeah. I'm, I'm very into like that kind of the dark themed and psychological, you know, type of, of shows. Uh, I don't know. It's just something cool about it. Like I'm not really a appealed to the um you know harem you know that kind of well sometimes i'm I'm down for like goofy stuff but you know i'm more you know leaning towards the dark side and more serious stuff okay yeah for sure uh all right so some other series that i wanted to talk about today uh one i have on my list is uh beck mongolian chop squad Mm mm-hmm so before we get into that, I want to say I was super stoked that this was one that was on the list because this is one of my personal like top five uh, anime. So I was like, oh, yes, I can finally talk about this with somebody <laughs> and yeah. just totally geek out about it. So uh, let's talk about that for a few minutes. Um, so yeah, how did you sure. discover Beck? Oh, OK. So let's see. I think it was... Um... Well, that's a hard one. It's been a it's been a long time since I've actually, like, I don't know. Like, I think it was due to Funimation. Like, I was just scrolling through stuff that they yeah. had, and or I think it was at a store or something that had like a DVD or something. I and I saw it, and it was like really really cool looking, and because Koyuki had like a guitar and stuff, so. That looked really interesting, and back then I was in my like edgy phase, so obviously I like guitar, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Okay, um, yeah. so when you first started watching it, like, what was kind of your first impression? So you said like it was kind of discovered it somewhat during your edgy phase. So did was that kind of make any of the characters like a little relatable? Because I know like there's, I mean, they're all teenagers in the show, so mm-hmm. I mean, was yeah, 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 for sure. Like, like Koyuki, because I was kind of like Koyuki in a sense, like personality wise and his whole outlook of, of his world and how everything's so boring. He doesn't know where where to go from there and stuff like that. I kind of had the same outlook, so I really resonated a lot with Koyuki. So, yeah. Okay. Um. So for me, with, with Beck, like, I was going through like this small this small kick and i should say still going through it of like watching music anime or musical based anime which started with like mm-hmm. watching k-on and then i'm like oh my god i need more music <laughs> and yeah yeah have you seen k-on oh yeah i i have the like the blu-rays of k-on it's pretty good okay yeah dope all right did you see the movies Ooh, no not yet <laughs> okay i only have the first season i've only seen like the first season of it okay uh, so they they do have uh, season one and two and the movies dubbed on uh, high dive and VRV if you use any of those mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah streaming yeah. services um, but with Beck though uh, for me like I don't know what it was about it but I just kind of like really fell in love with it and like okay so I know and we we could talk about this a little bit later on in the episode mm-hmm. but 
uh, I know you you uh, do cover songs and write your own music and stuff. So was mm-hmm. that before or after Beck? That was actually, I believe that was after Beck. Beck actually inspired me to to play guitar and pick it up. So that was a huge influence on on my guitar playing skills and stuff like that. Uh, how long have you been playing guitar? Uh, let me think. I think I started, I picked up the guitar when I was like 12, I believe. 12 or 13 years old. So, let's see. That was like almost 11 years ago. <laughs> Jeez, I'm old. No. <laughs> Just time flies. <laughs> yeah, no no kidding. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you're, uh, you're in high school and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like, seven years pass and it's like oh boy i'm an adult now <laughs> it's like what what happened to me yeah <laughs> yeah it's really strange um so uh still going along with going along with beck um so you kind of related to koyuki and his character um is there anything else about that anime that you were just really drawn to was was it just the like the kind of goth phase thing or was it anything else that was that just really stood out for you well it's i don't really have any specifics as to what draw me to it but it's just music in general because i during that phase i was going through i I actually was really into music like green day and all you know that stuff and i really i really like the music that they were playing in in the show as well as um as how the show looked aesthetically like it, it wasn't like your normal run-of-the-mill 2000s to well i think it was 2000, 2005 or something like yeah that i think it, it was 2005 out. yeah like back then it was like um kind of weird like it had this weird um i don't know style yeah i don't know what to call it so for me, like I was, because like at that same time, two thousand five, mm-hmm. you have like Naruto. I think was just starting out, and then you right. had a bunch of other series like that. Um, for me, it was more. It was like one of well, probably that I can remember. Probably one of like the more realistic. I guess as realistic as you can get for anime. I guess mm-hmm. um, that had like real real people. Well, like you know what I mean, like. Right, like I think it was cell shading or something like that that they used, like they traced over real people mm-hmm. that acted or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why I think that's why it's like flat, like minimalistic. The animation, which is really gorgeous in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, oh, I, I, I agree with that. I, it's beautifully drawn. Um, so with the music of that, uh, do you have any favorite songs or do you know any, or do you like have any of them? Like, oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I have the whole album on my SoundCloud saved and stuff. So when I drive, but my favorite song would probably have to go with, um, either face down or my world down by, um, I think the dying breed. Yeah. I always love the ending song of the show. It was pretty awesome. Mm hmm. So it had the Nirvana vibe to it, which I'm pretty sure that was intentional. I can I can totally believe that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it was like um, Eddie was based on Kurt Cobain, so that was pretty. Yeah, cool, I think. Yeah, I mean he was he I mean he was kind of drawn exactly like mm-hmm. him, I think, and it was and you can totally uh, get that. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Um, so with Beck, did you know that there was a live action movie that came out for that? Ah, yes. Actually, I I love the movie. Like it's it's so weird how good it would look like because a lot of live action movies don't actually translate well. Yeah. But the Beck movie actually did translate really well. Well, because it was a slice of life anime, but. The only, my only issue with it was the um, how they muted Koyuki yeah. in in the movie, which is kind of a bummer because I actually wanted to hear him sing, but you know, eh, it's it's just a little nitpick of mine. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, I, f- I feel the same way. I was like, he's so he's supposed to be this like really <laughs> fabulous singer, and yeah. you're not even gonna have him sing. So what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. So, but. Surprisingly, Ryusuke's um, actor, his English was really good. And from interviews I've seen, he actually um, grew up in L.A. or something like that, and he actually speaks really well English. So that's pretty good that they actually casted casted somebody who knew how to speak English. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That's... uh, It's been a while since I've seen it, so I actually didn't remember him speaking English. But, but, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's cool that they got somebody that's, like, actually like you said, actually speaks English. Cause that's more of like, uh, Ryusuke's character. Yeah. Uh, do you ever read the manga? Oh yeah. I actually have, I actually got the whole, um, series or the manga really on my shelf. Yeah. It, although I'm kind of disappointed cause they, this, I think it was Viz media who published the English version of the manga. They actually cut it off at like chapter or volume 13 or something. And that's where the anime ended, but there was more after that, which we can't get because they never localized it. So I'm sad about that. Oh, wow. I didn't know that they didn't localize it. That's really sad to hear. Right. Because it actually got really, really good. Like, I don't know if you read the whole thing, but it's like really intense. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I, I picked it up like after the series, uh, after the anime ended and they went through like the whole US tour and then like... Mm-hmm did more stuff i think they ended up in london for a little bit and oh yeah and, and that was really cool um all right so the other anime that i have listed to talk about is welcome to the nhk mm-hmm. so this one uh i watched a long time ago but then i was like Oh man, I have to talk about this. So I like started to <laughs> binge watch it the past couple days, and like I didn't get to finish mm-hmm. the second watch, but and I was reminded like, wow, this is really good, right? Oh, <laughs> um, so, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna say it's surprisingly well. Like a lot of people like um, throw it under the rug, thinking it's some dumb show or something like that's gonna be boring, but it just catches you by surprise. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so what was some of your first impressions when watching that show? I mean, I have mine, but I, I want to hear what you thought about it. <laughs> um, I think it, when I first saw it, it was kind of quirky. Like, uh, I, I, one of the reasons, I guess, because it caught my eye, because I'm, I'm really into the slice of life kind of shows as well. Yeah. As, as like, you know, the psychological horror and stuff like that. But I guess the psychological part of that actually intrigued me more. And the way that he was like a hikikomori and stuff like that. Because I, I can kind of relate to his psyche as what he's thinking, you know, because he doesn't like people and <laughs> likes to shut himself in. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just I had really good impression of, of him as, as the character developed and stuff like that. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, like for me with that show, it was like, uh, so this is kind of the same thing with when I was watching Princess Jellyfish. It was like when I Mm -hmm. like seeing his character, I was like getting really annoyed my first time watching it because I was like, dude, like be normal, you know? (laughs) Right. But (laughs) yeah, but then like I'm watching it now again and it's like, well, that is normal for some people. Like just having, dealing with like those like mental health issues and like hyperactive like anxiety and like that's like people have that and it's real and i think that's something that a lot of that maybe maybe a lot of people can really relate to uh Mm -hmm. in the character yeah i totally agree with that yeah um so with what else with that show um was there anything else about it that like was that you found like funny or like interesting uh did you like really get into like the psyche of like conspiracy theorist and like that type of thing well when i first watched it i I didn't really get the whole conspiracy thing because it was kind of like weird i I don't know i think the show poorly explained um that part of of his psyche of the whole conspiracy thing i and when i first watched it didn't really pick up on that but other than that, um, I like his overreactions to everything, <laughs> like especially that one part where he goes outside with a camera and tries to take pictures of like schoolgirls and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I was like embarrassed for him. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, for man. sure. It was like his dude like left him too. It was like, oh my yeah. god. It's like, oh, rip, dude, rip. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of friend is that? But a smart one, right? A smart one. Well, he was kind of a. Am I allowed to cuss? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, he was kind I'll, of a. I'll just edit it out, but it's all good. Go ahead. Well, he was kind of like a, a douchey friend in a way, like a jerk. He didn't. He didn't really like. Well, I guess he kind of supported him, but a little bit, but not as you know, as one of those friends. I guess. I don't know. He just rubbed me the the wrong way because he's he was arrogant and stuff. So. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, I I I can kind of see that. Like to me, he seemed like he was. Uh, I think part of that might come from because he was, even though he was like a little similar to the main character, um, mm-hmm. he still was kind of in a similar. Uh, it was kind of like a step out from uh, the main character situation, just because mm-hmm. he was going outside and going to school and stuff. So there, so he was right. like a little more put together and was just like, yeah, I'm not taking any of your weird you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> um so the other show that i wanted to get into before we move on to other stuff is overlord so and that's one that you're current that you're currently watching right what are they on their third or fourth season uh third season i believe yeah third okay and mm-hmm. how's that going oh it's it's really well i actually recently bought the novels mm-hmm. which is the original story but the the story for that show is like phenomenal I, in my opinion um just like like i said with um reincarnation as a slime the the main character is like overpowered but you get to see how his cuz his psyche you know he's just a normal person right in like this world that's that's weird and all that kind of <laughs> and apparently he's a like an emperor or overlord i guess the title of the show right and and 
I don't know. It's just like a really good show. Like the premise of it, it's like you have this overpowered character trying to conquer the whole world just to, so he can find his friends. Right. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like it has that cool factor to it mm-hmm. that's attractive or attracting to the, you know, show. Yeah. Uh, one of the things for me is like I've only seen the first season of this show and then like they came out with more and it just kind of got away from me. But one of the things that I really liked about it was they. And I kind of feel this way about like shows like One Punch Man as mm-hmm. well. It's like they do or they write overpowered characters extremely well. Um, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. what sets it apart from like other types of like, I guess, shonen. I guess I, it probably isn't really shonen, but it's like they're they're they know like they're all powerful and they like can destroy everything Mm -hmm. so then you have to have like the character development with like personality and relationships and other things that surround that character to kind of make up for that i think they do that really well right especially in in the show the world building is like really good compared compared to like a show like sao where even though the main character is like super overpowered it, it focuses too much on him yeah and his surroundings as in like harems and shit like that mm. um but in overlord they actually focus more on the side characters way more and it develops like a sense of you being their immersion you know which is awesome i don't know that's why it's my opinion yeah for sure for sure um and like the other thing too i think the just the, the writing story-wise is good like again i only saw the first season and i think maybe like the mm-hmm. first couple episodes of the second but they still leave off with like more stuff because then it's and i don't know if they solve this but it's like uh there's a potentially another person out there that like you know they kind of alluded to like he was in the same situation as uh Ainz and whatever mm-hmm. but uh so they, they they keep it really interesting i think oh yeah yeah surprisingly they haven't gotten to that part and i don't i feel like they're, they aren't going to get to that part where it shows the the person who's as powerful as he is. So Because in the third season, it has nothing to do with that. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you also said that you bought the uh, the novelization of that. Um, is, mm-hmm. How does that... Have you gotten into that? Does that differ from the anime much? Or is it more detailed, less detailed? Uh, as f- Well, I just recently bought it, so I actually haven't been gotten into it yet um because i'm reading something else but as far as i'm aware of based on reviews and stuff that i've seen around on the internet um apparently it's like all over the place like it starts from somewhere like season two then goes back to season one then goes to season three and stuff like that and something like that and i from what they said in um in reviews and stuff the anime actually like um organized everything so it like flows coherently you know yeah but as i don't know that's what i've heard so but so i'm kind of hoping that they actually go into really really um detail you know story wise i don't know yeah for sure uh so another thing that i wanted to talk about uh just kind of uh just general anime stuff um so how how long or do you know how long have you like been involved in the anime fandom uh i'd probably have to say since well it's kind of hard to say because i started as any other you know um 
10 year old i guess back in the day <laughs> right. or nine year old watching like pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh and all that stuff yeah. so i guess since then but if um if i'm talking about like hard like the actual in-depth fandom like fma you know stuff like that yeah i actually started around my freshman year of high school because they had like manga in the library and i was like wondering what what that was about so i picked up um I forget, it was either Death Note or Full Metal that I actually started reading manga, and from there I just, you know, got into the fandom. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think a lot of people, like you said, it's kind of the same way. You start off with, like, that Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, etc., 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 and then <laughs> yeah. you just kind of, like, you either, like, evolve from there and go, like, full-on weeb, or you just kind of, or you fall off and just, like, go into something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. Uh, have you been to any conventions? Yeah, I actually gone to, let's see, I, I've gone to ASIN, which is Anime, Anime Central, mm-hmm. um, Anime Milwaukee, Matsuri, and like uh, local con, which is like Across. Uh, it's a lot of those are like central, cent, or central cons of the US or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what was the last one you went to? Uh, I'd, it'd probably have to be, um, a, a cross. So, which, which is anime crossroads. Mm-hmm. It's like a local co- convention in my area. Okay. Uh, so when you're at conventions, what's like, what's the main draw for you? Is it just like being surrounded by, by fellow fans or is it just, are you like a straight up merch kind of person or like must get everything signed? <laughs> well, I mean, if there's an, a voice actor or, or someone in particular I want to get my stuff signed, then I, that's my main attraction. But usually, I usually just go there with friends, so and we just hang out and stuff and cosplay. Um, not really into the whole like panels because I find, as far as I've been to, like the panel thing kind of got boring for me because they kind of just talk and you don't really do a lot of interacting. But I. I like the merch for sure. Like if you've ever been to ASIN or the huge cons like Anime Expo and stuff, they have like awesome merch and stuff. So that's one of the big draws to for me as well. Cool. Yeah, for sure. For me, yeah, like I, I love the merch room and, and the artist alley, getting to see all like the original artwork and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not that much of a big panel person myself, um, just kind of like for similar reasons, like there's some that I've been to that have just been really, really good, but then other times mm-hmm. it's really hit or miss, uh, unless it's a voice actor panel. Cause those are always right. Great. Um, but yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I find, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go, no, go ahead. <laughs> now I was going to say that I find the, uh, the best panners are like the 18 plus or like AKA the hentai panels. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause those are always fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's always like some good, good laughs or like whatever <laughs> yeah for sure um so what what's uh so with the anime fandom as a whole like what's is, is there anything that particularly sticks out to you that keeps you coming back to it or is, is something about it that you just like love the most or anything uh i i more than likely it's just the anime community in general because you know that you you have a lot of stuff you want to talk about with other people and it just keeps drawing you back in and that's how you you sh- that's how i make a lot of friends like almost all of my friends that i know are into anime or video games and you know that's the main 
thing that I like about it, about the whole anime industry and stuff, or, you know, the whole anime thing in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, if you can change one thing about the industry, what would it be? Hmm. I, I think it's just the way they localize stuff. Like, I really wish they would, like, localize everything from Japan to here. Or, like, when it comes to vid- the video game stuff, like, just bring everything that they have here. Because I play a lot of, like, Gundam video games and half the games that don't even make it here. And I'm mad because they're, like, really good. I mean, you get stuck with, like, the crappy ones. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Stuff like that, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, the other topic that I wanted to get into today is uh, YouTube. So you have a YouTube channel, uh, Jayden Day Zero, correct? Mm, yep. Okay, uh, so what kind of content do you put out? I actually put up a lot of content. Um, it, it, it varies depending on my mood. I don't really have, like, a set content, but I do have, like, a, a demographic that comes for a particular kind of content. But usually I do, like... Um, let's plays like every week and like um a lot of covers and um just story videos and stuff like that okay uh so what was the thing that that kind of got you started in that like to say like okay so this is the stuff that i'm into uh let's make something out of it uh what what kind of started that uh well when i come when it came to youtube i didn't really uh, nothing really made me start. It just, I just went into it naturally because I started doing like AMVs for the fun of it. Cause, and like, I did like the typical Dragon Ball C AMVs and stuff <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the music videos. And of course YouTube, you know, copyright striked it. So I had to make a new channel, which is this one right here. And I, I actually like Beck, like I said earlier, it's actually a big influ- influence on me when it comes to music. So I got into like playing guitar and singing and that's how I got into the whole covers. And usually, uh, like around 2015 or so, that's that's usually been my focus is the English covers and stuff. I have like anime openings and endings and stuff like that. Okay. You ever cover a Beck song? <laughs> I did at one point, but it got got taken down. Oh, sad face. Come on, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Right. What the heck? <laughs> it was actually um, My World Down by uh, Love Dying Breed. Mm-hmm. But I was actually thinking of doing a, uh, an acoustic cover, like one of um, Beck's songs, probably like Face Down or something like that, or Moon on the Water. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are some of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I actually try after watching Beck, I tried taking guitar lessons for like a year and a half because I was like, Oh yeah, this looks really cool, but I, I can't play instruments. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the same same phase. Like when I when I first um, saw Beck, I was like so inspired that I got like I didn't really know much about guitars, so I just went to like let's I think it was Best Buy because they had this guitar kit that they have at Best Buy or something. It comes like you know strap, the extra strings and pick and stuff like that, and like a guide to how to play. So I started like trying to learn guitar through like a book, but that actually never worked. So I kind of <laughs> dropped that. Okay. And I actually learned that there's like this thing called tabs. Yeah. Um, which is way, way, way much easier to to learn from than actually trying to learn like the actual notes. Yeah. But but you know, I don't know. I just found that very easy, and that's how I 
I picked it up and stuff, so. Yeah, well, I mean, you're definitely a lot more disciplined than I am, because, like, I tried, like, <laughs> taking actual classes, and it was going good mm -hmm. for a while, but I just, like, I just wasn't, I, well, it was partly my fault, just not putting in the time to do it, because you got to have, like, a lot of practice, like, constantly, so. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um so along with your youtube channel you know you said you do like some story stuff some let's plays um mm -hmm. and things like that uh what uh what types of games do you play so uh, is it just pretty much anything under the sun or do you just look for specific genres or do you try and find games that like fit the content that you make on your youtube channel or uh kind of like that I, I try to um sometimes play games that relate to the content i make on my youtube channel um, although there's not a lot that portrays to my YouTube channel. So even if I already played it and, and I, there's no more of that kind of stuff, then I usually just go into like the RPG games, like, um, Nier Automata and, you know, Persona and stuff like that. And if that, if I get bored with that, I usually just do party games so everyone can like join in and play Okay. and stuff like that. So you'll yeah. like, you'll put on like a party game like uh like smash for instance i i don't know uh, so is that something that you play with like your audience or just with like your friends oh i i yeah definitely for my audience um because a lot of my friends are like always busy with like work and stuff which is understandable i don't blame them right but i i usually just play um like quiplash and jackbox games and stuff like that with my audience and they they really enjoy it, so and you know it's always fun to to play with them. Cool, cool. Uh, and do you also stream? Yeah, yeah, I stream. Okay, so that's so that's something that I find really interesting because like I'll see some uh, streamers out there, you know, playing, you know, out there, you know, just doing their thing and whatever. And mm -hmm. so, how do you find it like to be into a game? as what well, like and at the same time like engage and interact with your viewers at the same time is that do you find that challenging or does it just like take a while to just like kind of get into that flow uh, yeah it's it's really difficult because you're playing a game if it's like in uh, a single player game kind of like an rpg or something it's really hard interacting with your audience because you know you have to like keep track of what they're saying and stuff like that and try to reply as much as you can but at the same time, you gotta, you know, keep playing because, you know, that's the whole point of the whole stream or whatever. Right. But it's like a big challenge for me. Um, I'm still trying to get used to it because um, usually I try to stick with party games and stuff. But when I do stream like that kind of games, um, I try to like multitask. So but it's pretty, pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like what for me, like and I, I don't stream myself yet. Mm -hmm listeners but <laughs> uh like one of the games that i play all the time is uh overwatch and i know that's a game that you've put on your channel and uh done some things mm -hmm. with like i couldn't imagine playing that game and like trying to multitask because like <laughs> i oh yeah <laughs> without like being bad like it, do you find uh -huh. the same thing or or uh it depends on the the game mode because yeah. if i I will never, I have to say this much, I will never play competitive while streaming because that would just distract me. Um, but if I'm playing like arcade or if I'm playing with some friends or something, I'm, I'm totally good with like looking at the chat while playing because, you know, it's not a big deal. Right. You know, you can always play the game again. So, mm -hmm. yeah. For sure. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
uh, on your YouTube channel, you know, we talked about uh, all of the different things that you do, let's plays, song covers. Uh, so one of the mm-hmm. things that I found interesting on your channel and is uh, the Sundari stuff. So Jay, tell me about Sundari's. It's actually um, Yandere's. Yandere. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I said it totally <laughs> wrong, <laughs> but yeah. That, no, you're fi- no, you're fine. <laughs> um, the Yandere stuff. Um, it's basically, it goes into the whole psychological thing where um, the main protagonist is like stalked or um, being chased after this girl that's infatuated with them to the point where they would like, kill anybody who's in a way have you seen future diary oh yeah yeah before? that's like yeah textbook, yeah you know Gasai. textbook <laughs> yandere yeah the aka the queen according to the whole community or whatever oh boy so, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> so yeah so what uh so i know you have uh several different videos about this topic you know looking at different uh-huh. things on reddit and uh it looked like you're also doing your own yandere series yeah Okay, so uh, so let's talk about that, and then also let me know uh, or let us know like what got you interested in that character type trope archetype. So when it comes to my younger series, the whole the way it started, it was like back when I was doing my my channel was mainly focused on like you know covers and stuff. I, it actually started after I watched like um, Future Diaries because I believe that came out around two thousand five fifteen. I mean. Mm. <laughs> Um, and I, I don't know. I just found that very interesting psychologically, because uh, I've always been into like psychology and stuff like that, the human psyche and stuff. So I found that pretty interesting, the way that that they would act like that and stuff like that. They would do anything to kill a person. So from that, I kind of thought to myself, well, this would make really good stories. So and I just tried it. At first, I it didn't really came with the intention of like making my own. So I kind of went through like the internet and looked up like different people's encounters and stories and just used that as reference or like cited their stories and made it into videos, which was only like the first two, I think it was the first two episodes and the rest, I kind of just diverted from that and just actually started making my original stories and stuff. Okay, cool. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and how, how is that, uh, series going so far or how far into it are you? Uh, right now on, I'm on episode 11. I actually am coming, well, each episode usually has like, uh, one, like two to three parts to it. I didn't really actually started doing parts until like episode seven, but for the latest episode, just 11, I I'm actually having like way more parts than normal because I'm the story is actually pretty big for the episode, so it's going pretty well. Um, a lot of people enjoy it, so and that's the main appeal to my channel, I guess. <laughs> okay. Even though, even though I'm trying to like divert myself a little bit away from it, because you know it's not good to stay with the same kind of content, even though that's what the main reason why people come to your channel. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to introduce new, new kind of stories, or at least I'm going to in the future. So hopefully that changes my, my channel viewers, um, opinion on what they like about my channel. So, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Um, so the last thing I, that I wanted to talk about with your YouTube channel is the music, which we kind of hit on various parts throughout this episode. Um, so you do, mm-hmm. you do cover songs and you also, and I know you also have some original music. So, uh, when did you start, uh, writing your own stuff? Uh, like around the same time uh, I started, um, when I started picking up or the guitar or after I watched back and stuff. Um, usually I, I didn't really intend to make my own, um, music or songs and stuff because I didn't really know a lot of chords and stuff, but after a while of like practicing and learning different songs and stuff like Green Day and stuff like that, I actually started, um, making my own content and that was like around like high school. So that was a little further down the road from when I started playing guitar, but yeah. Okay. Um, and how what uh so how how many original songs do you have out as far as i as i have out publicly posted yeah i'd probably say like about 10 maybe i i, I kind of forgot i haven't posted any of my original stuff in a while but in terms of like what i have on my computer i have like probably, probably well over 25 original songs but a lot of the songs i just don't like so i never post them so yeah yeah, yeah. i i can totally understand that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure uh so then with and then you also do uh cover songs from uh from anime uh do you, so do you also do covers from video games or is it strictly anime yeah, I mean, it, really, it's not like I have, like, a strict policy of what kind of covers I want to make. Right. It's more of, like, what I like, what, what's a, you know, sounds good in, to, to me personally. Like, I did recently do an, an acoustic cover of, like, the new Kingdom Hearts 3 theme song, Don't Think Twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an, a video game-based cover. Mm-hmm. But usually I do anime because, you know, that's pretty much what I watch, but... A lot of the uh, video game cover video game covers aren't like non-existent because you know there's not a lot of video game songs I actually like. So yeah. Do you think Kingdom Hearts is going to come out in January, like they say? Oof! I really hope so. I'm going to be mad like the rest <laughs> of the Kingdom Hearts community. <laughs> yeah, it's like you cannot renege on that. <laughs> right. Like they they like I was a big fan of Final Fantasy 15 and was kind of uptight about them pushing it back a month but Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day it wasn't worth it because it was an unfinished game but i still like the game regardless but hopefully they don't do that to kingdom hearts because they i believe they pushed it back because it's supposed to come out this year so but they pushed it back to january so Mm. i don't know (laughs) right Okay, uh, last question for you. Um, so out of all the things you do on your YouTube channel, what do you find is like, like? so if you were to say, this is the thing to check out for new people to your channel, what would that be? Um, for new people that are coming to my channel, I highly, yeah, I highly suggest um, what a lot of people like about my channel, the, the Yandere stories, because... They're really fun to listen to, um, although it doesn't really have any, um, like, visuals to it. But hopefully in the future I will, you know, implement that to my videos. But that and probably, like, my Let's Plays, because when I play the party games, everyone has fun. So, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Cool. All right. And last thing before we close out is uh, go ahead and plug your channel and your socials and whatever you want people to follow 
Yeah, for, for sure. Um, so you guys can follow me on my Instagram, my YouTube, my um, Facebook, even though I don't really use Facebook that much, but I still reply if you message me. Um, my SoundCloud, I do have a SoundCloud, which I do post my covers and stuff. So if you ever just want to listen to it without like having an ad play <laughs> after every video, you can just <laughs> go there and just listen and just, you know, stream it constantly. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. And that is, and that's all Jaden Day Zero, right? Yep. Jaden Day Zero, just at Jaden Day Zero slash Jaden Day Zero, you know, just, just that stuff. So dope. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, Jay, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and it's been great talking to you about all these things, man. I really appreciate appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. And as a special bonus today, uh, we're going to end the episode off a little differently. So today we're going to just play one of Jay's original songs, Our True Hearts. So if you guys stick around and t give that a listen, see you guys. All right. See you guys. Always belong to you 